Welcome to Wiffle's Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Wiffle. Welcome again to another scintillating Wolfles Press Box podcast. What are you laughing at? You know, like which part did you like? Wolfles Press Box podcast or scintillating? It's scintillating, because I think that's the second time this year you've used that. Oh, we're, we're crossing it off. Uh, Gary Wolfel here, joined as usual by the one and only Jerry Tapp. Hi, Gary. We saw the Green Bay Packers play on Sunday against. A team that I think all of us would agree on they should have beat. You would have thought so. And they came out looking horribly. Yes. They, they, they just didn't, uh, you know, come prepared. They weren't ready to play, whatever you want to say about them. Right. And it was interesting because Sunday morning, I wrote, actually wrote a blog about how they could have a you know, psychological letdown after playing Chicago and Minnesota, their two arch rivals, right. and, and two really tight games. And sure enough, they laid a flat-out egg. That first yeah. half was one of the most abysmal first halves I've seen the Packers, you know, play in many, many years. It was pretty bad. It's interesting, too, that, <clears throat> that Minnesota getting pummeled by the Buffalo Bills, so both teams that played to a tie last week just really did not come to play. And, it's, and probably the same type of scenario. I, exactly. I think they had, and I thought Minnesota would win, and they would win handily yeah. because Buffalo, the first two weeks, looked like one of the yeah. worst uh, college teams in the country. <laughs> I think wasn't there some talk that Alabama could beat Buffalo? I, I mean, they they were horrible. Yeah. I mean, just horrible. So now, of course, the Packers get them next week. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see yeah. what happens. But for Minnesota, as bad as it was for Packer Nation, it just is inexplicable right. for Minnesota to lose to and they Buffalo. were shut, they were shut out i think until the last like 3 minutes of the game so they had absolutely no offense whatsoever the vikings that is yeah that that first half though don't want to spend too much time talking about it, but yeah you could just see they were not focused i mean they were just making mental mistake after mental mistake yeah blown coverages and the the people that stood out for all the wrong reasons mm-hmm. were the guys in the secondary. I right. mean, they were absolutely pathetic. Yeah. Kentrell, mm-hmm. Bryce. Bryce. I don't know. At, at some point, they're going to have to cut the cord with him. Well, was it that one drive where they had three pass interference calls? Well, they had three. The yeah, I think they had two or Just, three in the first first half for sure, yeah. maybe in the first quarter. Right. Well, you, you know, I, I was telling you before we went on the air that I had a stat to go with the comment you were going to make about the fact that they were ill-prepared. Yeah. But think about this. For the first three games, the Packers are a minus 25 in points in the first half, and they are a plus 12 in the second half. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that for whatever reason, they just do not look like they're ready to play that first half. And then the second half, they've been playing better. They're a plus 12. But to be a minus 25 in the first half, after three games, wow, that's pretty significant. And that is really startling to me because when you think of Mike McCarthy, yeah, you always think how he, you know game plans or right. scripts, you know, the first fifteen plays. Yeah, and I, I don't know what the percentage is, but I bet it's pretty darn high that they usually come away with some type of score on the opening drive. Well, you know, in the past I th- years, I think it's now been was it six games in a row, going back to last year. Mm-hmm. I think the last three regular season games and the first three this year that they haven't scored on the first series. 
than when they've had the ball. So again, what does that tell you? It's like whatever they're scripting isn't working. isn't working. And unfortunately, it seems like if they're not scoring, the other team is. I mean, I think they were showing some stats on TV about the fact that the Redskins were like 18-7-1 when they score first in the game and that the Gruden wanted to play from out front, which is exactly what they did. They scored first. They got a big lead. They had 14 points in the first quarter. The Packers had to play from behind again. And this is a team that scored nine points last week. Right. Three right. field goals, you know. All yeah. of a sudden they look like, you know, yeah. the uh, old San Diego Chargers, you know, <laughs> with, with Jefferson and uh, company. But you know what, what? what's an indictment to me about the Packers' secondary? Uh, the best open field tackle today was made by a wide receiver. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the kickoff where he went kick- down yeah. And, yeah. and it was Veldez Scantling. Yep. And he made a great tackle. Yeah, you know what? Next week, I'm saying, hey, you want to play some back, you know, like Herb Adderley, whatever, back in the day, you know, yeah. switch him over to defense. Right. But it was a great open field tackle. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, this is a wide receiver, and yet play after play, there were missed tackles. Right. But again, on the other hand, Peterson should have never got to the third level. Right. You know, you get back to the linebacking core, and we yep. talked about their uh, inabilities uh, the last couple of weeks. But, yeah. but that, you know what, Gary, when talking about the secondary, think about this, again, kind of a stat focus. How many sacks did the Packers have today? Zero. It was zero, huh? No, no sacks. So, and Rodgers got sacked four times. So if your quarterback is getting sacked four times and you're not putting – enough pressure on the quarterback and you're getting zero sacks, mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to win too many times. Yeah, and you, you really thought Pettin would improve that area. Yeah. Of course, I don't know if anybody can sack anybody anymore. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's <laughs> You know, with, with, the, with the penalties being called yeah. in, in for the third straight week. Which is a nice transition to, um, yeah. I'm sure, your weekly take on Clay Matthews. Yeah, Clay Matthews, I mean, it's like, by the letter of the law or the rule... It was rough in the passer. I mean, yeah. the way it's, it is now structured. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. Why don't they just put flags on, like exactly. play flag football? Yep. And just pull the flag, and the quarterback stops. Yep. I mean, I can understand the NFL. This is a big, big billion dollar business. Right. And the last thing they want to do is have each team's marquee player get hurt. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Okay. Right. But football isn't the same. It, no, it's it, not. It, it's not as fun to watch. No. I mean. I think there's an element where people want to see anybody that's on the field possibly get hit. But you know, what, nobody yeah. wants to see them injured, but no, they want clean, they, hard hits. Exa- I was just going to say that what they want is a good, clean hit, and and Clay Matthews' hit on Smith was if if you would turn back the clock thirty years, twenty, even twenty, maybe ten years, that was a good, clean. Hit on and the nobody would have even thought of that play. It was no. just like a nice tackle, nice sack. You yeah. know what I mean? And you and I talked about this again before we went on air. The expectation of when a defender grabs the quarterback, there's not enough time for the defender to turn his body so he doesn't fall on top of the quarterback. Right. If your momentum is tackling the quarterback, right. you're going to fall on top of him. So they're asking these defenders to somehow in midair – turn their body and fall on the side of the quarterback. It's impossible. You know what the, some linebackers should do? Just come full force at a quarterback, stop on a dime, 
and gently pick them up and place them down. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think I saw that on an episode of the Flintstones. When they, when they, they actually... Well, the, these guys that are running the uh, officiating crews are Barney and company, you know? I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Speaking of which, we picked on Tony Corrente last week. He was the referee for that yes. game with Matthews. I don't know who the Joker was today, okay? <laughs> but the ref, head referee who made the call... You know what? I actually kind of agreed when he said roughing the passer. You know what? Mm-hmm. But then I lost it right after that. You know why? Why? The way he said it. Did you hear him? I don't remember. This is a guy that was even keeled on every call, like holding number yeah. 52, right? He goes, roughing the passer. Oh. <laughs> he was like he was just incredibly excited yeah. to be able to call roughing the passer on Clay Matthews. Nobody can tell me that they were not aware of Clay Matthews oh, and sure what has were. transpired. Yeah. And then on top of it, that, that referee group is a pretty tight group. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, they, they know each other well. Oh, yeah. And you don't think they knew what Tony Corrente went through last week? Yeah. I guarantee, Gary, that there was video that every crew had to watch this week. Absolutely. And I'm sure that Clay Matthews, that hit from last week, was on that video. And there was discussion about that, you know. But, the, you know, going mm-hmm. back to last week, I find it interesting that Matthews was not fined. I said on this program last week that he would be fined. He wasn't. Yeah, yeah. He did not receive a fine. Well, it was interesting because he made his sarcastic comments after the game. Yeah. But then when they met with the media, I think on Tuesday, oh, yeah. he toned it down and, and he knew what was well, I mean, exactly. Matthews has been around this league to know that if yeah. he did say something again. Right. I'll tell you what though, I'm curious to see what happens to Mike McCarthy this week. Yeah, he got pretty upset. He he went after that one official, even though that one official didn't make the call. Right. Which, you know, I would have went right at well, the referee. Well, yeah, why would why would McCarthy argue with a side a side official? Correct. When he's not, he doesn't have anything to do with it. Exactly. He yeah. he was not part. Unless of Unless he's just looking to vent. Yeah. Oh, he was looking to vent. Yeah. I mean, he looked like a wild man running down the sidelines. Yeah. And, and yeah. you and I talked about this again before we started the podcast. I have never seen McCarthy that angry in my life. I would agree. I'm surprised he didn't get flagged, McCarthy. Yeah, maybe. And, and when I was watching that, for whatever reason, I'm going. You know what? he might possibly be thrown out of the game. Yeah. And I think, like, when's the last time an NFL head coach has been thrown out of the game? I couldn't tell you. I mean, we see it in baseball. We see it in basketball. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But for whatever reason, you don't see an NFL coach. I I don't know if they have some unwritten rule that, hey, you can't do that or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, man, I thought... Hey, you know, if nothing else, you know, <laughs> throw him out and uh, see who yeah. takes over the, yeah. the head coaching range. Yeah, it's you know? not like in baseball where you you throw out the head coach and the bench coach takes over. I'm not sure who takes over if the head coach in the NFL gets tossed. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, can you ever remember a head coach being I, thrown out? I honestly can't. No. No. I, I thought that would have been absolutely incredible. Yeah. You know, speaking of McCarthy, and I, I tweeted the, this out, you know, a couple times during the game. They do have Jimmy Graham on their team, and I think he had, if I'm not mistaken, like one catch through the middle of the second quarter. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, guys, it, yeah. this is a big time tight end. Right. And then they finally used him more after right. that. But 
by that time they were down. What was the score at halftime? Twenty yeah, at to halftime. It was twenty. Yeah, it was brutal. Twenty. It was a twenty-eight to ten. Yeah, I something like that. It, it, yeah. was, it was so ugly. I mean, it was pathetic. Yeah, and the thing about Graham is you don't know: is he not getting open? Is he getting double teamed? Is you know Graham uh, the third or fourth option? I mean, I don't know why he hasn't been used more. Well, he he was getting open. I, I remember when. Uh, one play specifically. Oh yeah, where Rogers. Rogers, Rogers right threw a deep to Cobb instead yep. of hitting uh, Graham. Graham, you know, maybe you know who was about ten yards in front of him. Yeah, and that would have been the safe throw. Yeah. And speaking of Randall Cobb, he had a game from hell. He had a tough game. Yeah. I, I bet he is not going to be sleeping at all no. this week. Yeah. I mean, he he dropped that little slanting. Remember that? Yep. That was a big play. Yep. And then of course the fumble. You know, right. at the very end. Yep. And uh, you know, I was on Twitter, and a lot of fans were just blasting him. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I can understand why fans blast him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he made two costly mistakes. But Randall Cobb has been one of the best Packer players for right. the last eight years. And I would be willing been. to bet, Gary, that the fans that were giving him a hard time about his fumble and his drop catches today were the same people that were praising him week one when he made that catch Precisely. and scored a touchdown against the Bears. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll never understand people on Twitter. I mean, they, they hide behind the anonymity, so they, exactly. t- they take cheap shots at everybody. And yeah. Of course, they've, they've never done that to me. So No, not at all. No. <laughs> but it's just ridiculous. And he, he had a bad, bad game. Yeah. You know, but... He's had very few of those, so yeah. You know, um, if he has another one next week, okay, it's then open there, season. Then there might okay. be an issue, but you know yeah. that that was absolutely absurd. You know, one thing I want to bring up too is yeah. I remember going to a Bucks game where, I, and you can probably tell me if if they still do this that on the scoreboard, don't they have something that's called like the hustle board? It's like it shows like they used to, yeah, they yeah, used to do yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was thinking just the opposite with the Packers today. Yeah. Look at all the unforced errors they had. Eleven penalties, mm-hmm. four drop passes, uh, four sacks, one turnover. That's like twenty unforced errors. I mean, you can't win if you're doing that. And again, it's shocking because McCarthy's teams, for the most part, have been very disciplined, yeah. very structured, right. Not air prone, right? But again, today the the stars were not aligned. I mean, you could see that right at the beginning of the game. Even Rodgers, if if you remember early in the game, yeah. And I'm trying to remember this uh, receiver. Maybe it was Cobb again. Came across and Rodgers mm-hmm. threw it behind. Yeah, it threw it behind him. Yeah. I mean, again, Rodgers completes that pass 99 out of 100. I think times. there was one to Devontae Adams also, where he kind of had to reach back. He almost grabbed it, but he would have had to extend even more. Yeah. So yeah. Rodgers didn't look 100% either. No, he didn't. And, again, we touched on this last week. I, I still think he's just incredibly courageous. Yeah. You're just waiting for the shoot a fall on him. Yeah. Like, in fact, some, some national broadcaster brought this up. Like, at some point, don't you say, hey, Aaron, take a week or two off? Yeah. The problem is they're in a tough situation now. They're yeah. one, one, and one. And... You know, coming up, they have Buffalo that right. we talked about. Yeah, they should win that. Of course, they we we thought they were going to beat Washington today. Right, and then they have they're at Detroit and they have San Francisco and Garoppolo's out for the season probably now. Yeah, right. So I mean, the table is set for them to win the next three, and they would be four one and one. Yeah, I mean Rogers has to play for them to get because after the bye, right uh, after the San Francisco game. They go 
to the L.A. Rams. Yeah. 3-0, okay? Yeah. And then they also have uh, the following week, New, New England. England. Yeah. <laughs> so right. they got to make the old saying, make hay while the sun is shining. Exactly. Here's the, the, the other argument to that. Yeah. Would it make more sense to sit Rodgers for the next three weeks and then the bye week and then have him come back for the Rams in New England being fresh and hopefully yeah, yeah. recovered and hope that they can get through the next three weeks See, and I, go two and one and at least be three, two and one before, you know, until yeah. after the bye. See, now, I know where you're coming from. Yeah. But if they can win the next three games with Rodgers, again, they're four, one and one. Uh-huh. I think with Rodgers, they could lose to both the Rams and New England anyways. Yeah. So I go, hey, you got the bye week and then those next two games. He would almost have a month to get fully healthy again for the second half's surge, yeah, you know? Right. I think these next three games are critical. If they lose one of these games, I think their playoffs chances are over. Oh, it, it's going to be pretty I, tough. I, then. I think it would be incredibly tough to yeah. bounce back after that. Yeah, I've got another uh, stat about the fact of them not playing well today. Yeah. And I'm always fascinated by this, but... The game today was played in the Eastern time zone. Right. Okay. Did you know that the last 10 games that the Packers have played in the Eastern time zone? Guess okay. what their record is? Uh, don't tell me. It's like 2-8 and eight or something. 3-7. Yeah. So there must be something about traveling that extra distance into another time zone well, they were they were in a different time zone today. I don't know <laughs> what time zone Good they were point. in. Good but, point. But I mean, they, they, this was a collective effort. I mean, they yeah. were just atrocious. Yeah. And like I wrote in a blog this morning, you know, you you, you sense this because Washington didn't play well last week. They yeah. lost right to Indianapolis. It was a bad, bad loss for them. Right. So you knew they were going to be amped up for this game. Yep. On the flip side, you know, the Packers were going to have possibly an emotional letdown. Potential letdown. And then you throw into the mix that the Packers didn't have their best cornerback, Kevin King. Yeah. And, and he has to play. Otherwise, they're going to be having troubles all the, the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, he, he's been kind of injury prone. But yeah. you take those three things into effect, I, I'm not surprised the Packers lost. But again, it comes back to McCarthy. And people can say, well, you know, players are self-motivated and so forth. Yeah. But it's human nature to let down. That's where I think McCarthy, as a head coach, has to be cognizant mm -hmm. of a potential letdown right. and get on these guys one way or another yeah. and stress the importance of this win. Because if yeah. they're 2-0-1 right now, they're sitting pretty nice. Oh, yeah. But that one loss is uh, you know, yeah. a damper on, on everything. Absolutely. Anything else uh, that... Uh, I have my uh, this week's stat of the game that I want to throw out at you. Uh-oh. Okay. 85 penalties is uh, no. <laughs> an NFL record. <laughs> and it wasn't 85. But, yeah. um, we talked about how the fact that they got off to a slow start, the Redskins scored first. Mm -hmm. In the last 20 road games. Boy, you did your homework today. I did. I did wow. a lot between. You came prepared to like the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Packers are 6-14 and 14 in their last 20 road games when the other team scores first. 6-14. and 14. Yeah, yeah. In their last 20 road games when the other team scores first. So, again, that, that's an indicator to me that the Packers do not play well on the road when they have to come from behind. Mm -hmm. I don't know the logic. I don't know the reason behind it. But there are the numbers. Now, people yeah. can do with it what they want. But, yeah, uh, only, they've only won 
six out of their last 20 mm-hmm. when the other team scores first. It's almost like the Redskins, the, the Packers won the toss. They decide to kick off because they want the whole thing where they get the ball first in the second yeah, half. Yeah, but you know what? They, they kick off. Washington, boom, runs down and scores. Next thing you know, it's 7 and nothing. Packers don't do anything their first drive, and it's like, okay, here we go again. You know, crazy enough, as, as horribly as the Packers played today, it was still like middle of the fourth quarter, and I still thought they had a chance to oh, win. Oh, I did too. You know, I mean, that, yeah. that a comeback victory was yeah. possible. When it was 28-17 to 17 and they had the ball, you thought, okay, what they're going to do is they're going to go down there to score, They'll go for the two-point. It'll be 28-25. And then all they got to do is make a stop, and they could have a, yes. a potential center in overtime. Absolutely. Yeah. And really, the defense didn't play that badly in the second half. But again, when you give them 28 points in the first half, that's an awful lot to play back from. Yeah. So Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I know people are going to be down on the Packers, and, and rightfully so, but I saw some things today that I thought were highly encouraging. Okay. That could help the Packers the rest of the way. Okay. Number one, Geronimo Allison. Allison. Yeah. He looks like a big time player. Yeah. He's, I mean, that route he ran was precise. Yep. It was textbook. And there wasn't anybody within him once he caught the ball. I mean, right. this guy supposedly lacked speed. Yeah. He just blew away everybody once he caught the yeah. ball. Nobody was even remotely close. Yeah, it's nice to see him play well. So, I mean, you know, Cobb's going to get back on track. He'll be solid. Yeah. And, you know, Adams is going to be solid. And right. I think they're going to start using Grammore. Yeah. That's a really darn good receiving core. Did you notice today, Gary, who led the NFL in receiving yards today? Oh, here we go. Mr. Negative. <laughs> no, no, no. And was it Jordy Nelson? Yeah. He did. 100, 172 yards. Yeah. Receiving. You know, and I, I get it. We could talk forever about I, that I decision, just, too. And I'm a Nelson guy, but yeah. at the same time, if I could have Nelson or Jimmy Graham, I'm taking Jimmy Graham. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm just saying, I, yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, right? it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Do we have our unsung hero of the game, Gary? Yeah, our weekly unsung Un- hero. Yeah. I'll tell you who mine was. Okay. It was Aaron Jones. Oh, my goodness. Oh, don't tell me. That's yours, too. We matched. Is that right? That was mine also. I, and that's that was my segue to things that I was that encouraged, encouraged by. by yeah. I, I thought the passing game was, could be just exceptional. And all of a sudden, they got three pretty decent running backs. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jones and Williams, I think, are top-notch. And yeah. Montgomery's hit and miss. Right. But Aaron Jones, if he plays like he did today, yeah. That Packer offense yep. could be pretty potent once six, they get on the same page. Six carries, 42 yards. Yeah. That's a seven seven yards per carry. That, that's pretty impressive. It was, and you kind of expected it because he missed the first two games. Yeah, because he was fresh. Yeah, and he was fresh, looked, exactly. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I mean, even if he should stay fresh if they alternate those guys. Yeah, I th- right. I thought Williams ran the ball well. Yeah, there were times when he looked good, too. So, anyway, so, yeah. well, hopefully uh, – for Packer Nation's sake, yep. the Packers will look good next week against the I Bills. I tell you what, if they lose to Buffalo <laughs> at home, yes. ooh, there could be a lot of yelling it, and screaming. It, it, it could get pretty ugly at that point. So. Yep. Anything else? Or uh, we'll uh, we'll call it a wrap for uh, this week. Yep. 
Well, thank you for uh, stopping by our Posh Studios once again. It looks like you painted a little bit. I did just for you. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted you to feel nice and relaxed. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love get, that. Get those good vibes from And me, I love know? the mood lighting, too. <laughs> so, anyway, The lava lamp's got to go, though. <laughs> All righty. So, well, thanks for stopping by, Jerry. And uh, thank you for listening. And we'll be talking to you soon. Take care. For more sports news, check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at GaryWuffle and WuffelsPressBox.com.